You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 103. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! It's Crack Pack Alarkin Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 103. Siento Trace. Ah! We are coming to you today uh, with a topic on how do you spend your time in life. I think this is going to be a good topic. There's a lot of ways we can go here. I think our brother Craig is going to come through with a lot of wisdom and insight. So much wisdom. Normally does. Oh, man. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> He's known as the wizard on the podcast yeah. for all of I think this wisdom. could be a good nickname, actually. The wizard. <laughs> I don't know. CC wizard. Uh, so we're going to be coming to you with Dad. I think it's going to be some interesting takes. I can't wait to see what John has to say for himself, Craig. That dude's been a little bit different when he's the way he spends his time. <laughs> What's he been doing this time? Oh man, my time is being consumed at an incredible rate. Can't wait to see how it goes. <laughs> um, but before we hop on into it, we're going to dive into the good old would you rather, and John is going to take that in for us. What you got, Johnny? Well, you know, I was listening back to. Um, recent episode we talked about a lot of the different um would you rathers that you've had and it just kind of jogged my my mind on something and one of my nieces over the weekend gave me this one and it kind of falls back to traditionally what cc was saying that was you know what what you would get from a would you rather um at growing up as a kid so would you rather top everything that you eat with mustard or with mayonnaise and I'm sorry ahead of time. I can't remember which niece gave me this suggestion. Oh, man. I'm sorry for that, too. <sighs> it could be Olivia. It could be Ava Grace. I can't remember which one it was. I'm pretty sure it was one of those two. Yeah, I hope it's one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cece, what you got? Okay. For me personally, this one is going to be easy. I'm going to go with the mayonnaise. Whoa! And it's that's funny. not where I thought you were going to go. I know, because mustard and mayo are like, you either love it or hate them. And I do like mustard, but I don't think I actually started eating mustard until like I was in my teens. But when I was a kid, mm-hmm. my mom would cut up a banana and put mayonnaise on it, and I liked it. Really? Whoa! Steamed broccoli, mayonnaise. Sandwiches, mayonnaise. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I've never heard of the banana yes. with it, and think about it, mayo is also the base for a lot of good dips and dressings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, So is. I think maybe that's what it was, but... uh. Yeah, mustard I do enjoy now, but I know, I know, isn't it weird? But that's what I went with, mayo. Man, yeah, I in am fact, shocked you can dip um, sweet potato fries in mayo, a little horseradish. I love mm. sweet potato fries. I've just started eating them recently. <laughs> love them. Well, twice give it a day. try. Give it a try. Well, you go ahead and finish first, and then I'll 
explain my you, answer. Matt, come on, this, hot dog. This piece what do you put on your hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> mayo ketchup. or mustard? Ketchup. ketchup. That's right. He does a little ketchup, a little onion. Uh, this is pretty easy. I want the mayo boat for sure. I actually like mayo as well. I just do not like mustard. I don't really have a rationale behind this or a story of childhood or anything. I just I don't like mustard, so this is pretty easy for me. Get a classic burger at Botsky's, everything, no mustard. <laughs> okay, nice. done deal, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, th- I was thinking CC was going to be yeah, like, yeah. Why. Well, I was thinking CC was going to be like, well, the mustard is a lower calorie deal. You know, I'm going to go with that. Sure. So that was why I was thinking that CC would go with that. But I guess now that I hear some of the things that he uses it on, uh, the mayo would be easier to blend into other foods, so that would be something that you could probably mask it better or combine it with other things to make it less prominent. Um, I like mustard, so I was originally going to go with mustard, but after hearing my brother over here, Cece, <laughs> talk, I think I could probably blend it into the um, the foods a little easier and just suck it up and have a few extra calories as, as far as that goes. difference in calories in these two things? Oh, yeah. Huh. Big difference. And going yeah, calorie wise, mustard's a better option. Oh yeah. But being yes. I'm in the holidays, I tend to throw all health out the window. So now I'm going all palate. I'm going all palate. So my knee jerk reaction is like, okay, I'm gonna eat that. Taste Which better. is exciting for the New Year's resolutions for Craig. Yeah. Because that's when he's gonna buckle in and probably give us a lot of pointers like we do every year. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll be dialing it in after the after the New Year. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. Well, I did like the Would You Rather. Let's hop into the the topic here on how we spend our time. I want to start with John, Craig. What do you think? I think it's a good day to start with John. This is the most notes I've ever seen him write down. Yeah, none of them have to do with today. This is a, <laughs> this is a shopping list. Um, you know, time is is an interesting thing. Uh, it's something that we talked about in one of our earlier podcasts about the um, commodities of life. What are the that. important commodities? And I think that for a lot of people, that's a, a very high commodity. Um, you know, and I think it's ingrained in us from an early age, you know, that it, that it's important, you know, looking at my kids or most kids that I know, um, whenever you're trying to encourage them or, uh, very sneakily get them to do activities, you know, you can say, look, if you do this, I'll time you. Let's see how fast it, it takes you to do it. So they recognize the importance of, uh, time at at an early age. So I think it's, it's a neat deal. I mean, for me, most of my time right now is spent with family the wife and the four children. So four um, kids. I know four children's, you know, it's, it's interesting. So a lot of my time is, is consumed with those activities, which it's uh, great. It's rewarding. Um, but a lot of it is, is chewed up with that. Also on another note, Andrew got his driving. Oh my goodness! Well, he got his oh, temporary driving wow. card, so he can go take driver's ed. So can't wait to see him in that jeep. Oh man, I can't wait to see him not in that jeep. <laughs> CC, what you think about it all, buddy? Man, I agree with you, man. Time is probably the most valuable commodity, mm-hmm. and, you know. Um, and so much of life demands it. I mean, your job demands it, your family needs it, you need it for yourself. And you know, growing up, my dad worked a lot. You know, and I. You know, I cherished the time we had with him whenever he could play baseball or do stuff mm-hmm. with us. And But he worked hard, and that was a big part of his life. And, you know, as I started working, I remember talking to some of these older guys saying, man, if I could go back and do it all over again, I wouldn't have worked as hard. You know, it's kind of like, you're, it's like, where do you focus your energy? And 
So then I had a better appreciation for how can you allocate time in a different way Mm -hmm. that fulfills you more. And I know just prior to this um, uh, shoot today, there was a quote that I found that kind of got me thinking. And it said, working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. Mm. And I mean, maybe not even something we don't care about, but maybe it's just something that we we have to do. It's an obligation. You know, so if you if you load your time up with these other things, I mean, you kind of live this stressful life. And I think if you spend some of that cherished time doing other things that fulfill you or help you make you healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, then you're like living life with that little time you got. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, for myself, right on board with both of y'all there, uh, but I go to good old snap of a finger because you don't know how much time you have, which is the commodity situation going on there. But things can also, even with the time you do have, can change. You don't know when that's going to change, how that's going to change in a certain way for for good or for bad. So I think there's a lot to be said with, um, you know, the brevity of time and that it can be very fleeting in a lot of ways. So, uh, for me, I I think it goes down to my point I was going to make is really along with what Craig's saying. There is the opportunity or the free will to get to do what you want to do versus something you don't have to do at that time. And there's times we do stuff we don't want to do necessarily, um, because the uh, meaning behind it is, is more valuable than the actual thing. Uh, but then there's the ability to do things that uh, we want to do with our time. And I think that's something as I've gotten older with, it's become very important to me, uh, carving out time for myself or quiet time or exercise, things like that. Because if you can spend a certain amount of time getting yourself right, then you're better off for, better off for everybody else around you. Yeah, you know, I think it's important that, um, you know, the people who you spend your time with, you know, you can mm-hmm. have people who... Um, help advance and promote and make you excited and, and fulfill your life and make that mm-hmm. better. Or you could have, you know, some of the other podcasts that we talked about people who are, um, you know, have a different attitude than you and are going a different direction that you may need to limit. So I think that's something that you can, um, choose a better way to spend some of your time. Um, that I think is very important. I think it's true. I think a lot of times, whether it's our job or our relationships, we kind of feel like, hey, this is this is just life. This is the normal. I'm going to spend the next 40 years doing this job with these hours, and I might complain about it. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. Or I have these people in my life who are toxic or you know, make me always feel negative about things because they're always talking negative, and that becomes your new normal. And you know, hopefully we can open up some eyes today on the possibility that you can change all those things of how you allocate that time. My, one of my brothers works like... 60 or 70 hours a week. I think he likes his job, but at the same time, you can see the sort of all these other things he wants to do. And I'm like, you know, chances are there's somebody out there making the same income in a similar field with half the hours. And it's like your mind can't comprehend that. Right. Like even when I started working, it's like as a doctor, oh, five days a week, eight to five. And that's what I did at first. And then just, you know, didn't experiment. What if I took a half a day and tightened it up and moved it on other parts of the week and it didn't change anything? But you got to let your mind be open to that. Um, possibility of totally changing things and and uh, and it's just so much more fulfilling whether you find a new relationship or a new job schedule at least in our my situation uh, was a cool thing I think it's tough because when you're looking at how you're spending your time there's societal norms what you're just saying hey I'm gonna work you know 40 hours a week or whatever it is or I'm gonna work eight to five or somebody that's you know a nurse or something working the three 12 hour shifts I think it's it's tough because you look at well you know this is either a societal norm or this is how I was raised this is how we did it and that's something that, again, I personally have dealt with because 
on any given day. Uh, I'm definitely doing law work, but I'm doing something else with it, trying to travel, the restaurant, the podcast, and I, that's how I find fulfillment, and I'm noticing that, and I think Craig, Craig and I have a lot of different out-of-the-box adventures that we want to do, and it's being able to do those things, and one of the things that helps me when I'm in those situations is look at the fact that, you know, uh, hopefully one day I get to look back at my life, and what am I going to say? I don't want to see that I was just grinding. Now, there's a reason to have to do that, you know, um, family or financial situations. Uh, but I think it's also important to be able to look back and sometimes it's not the dollar you're taking in, it's the experiences you're getting. Yeah. You know, and I think there are different avenues that you can go to look for other ways to do things. I know the three of us have all read the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. Um, great book. and it, it is a great book and it just shows you a different mindset, certainly than the way that that I was um, working the way that I was spending a lot of my time, but also gave me new ideas uh, to do things differently, to maybe recapture some time and spend it in a different way that would be more time with my family or more time doing activities that I enjoyed. So I think there's a lot of different avenues that you can look for to expand the time that you do have. One thing I was reflecting on, um, I'm listening to that, I mentioned that book in a previous podcast, Can't mm-hmm. Hurt Me with David Goggins, and mm-hmm. this guy is doing, uh, he was obviously a Navy SEAL doing ultra marathons, full-time job, and, you know, are we being a good steward with our time? 168 hours in a week. Well, you could work a 40-hour work week, you know, but you still got 100 and, was that, 28 hours left in the week, you know, and you need some time to sleep, but think about how much time you waste on your cell phone, social, just kind of dilly-dallying and you know, I think what I've had to learn over the years is just getting a better control of my schedule. You know, okay, if I've got these many hours, there's always, you can find time to work out. You don't think about people don't work out. I don't have time. Okay, well, tell me about your day. Well, got to get up and take a shower and I got to do this. And, and they kind of draw out all these long reasons why they can't. I get ready, wash my hair. You know, it's just, you're making excuses, but all right, just get up an hour earlier, you know, or, you know. Go to bed hour. Go to bed hour later. You know, there's all these different options. And so I think if we really want to do something, just maybe getting more control, the time's there to accomplish these things. And Mm -hmm. I've learned that over years, slowly, painfully. But, you know, you talk to somebody who works out, you know, five days a week versus somebody who doesn't, they both have jobs, they both have families, but one finds a way to make it a must instead of a should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you got to have a a want to do something first, and then you got to discipline yourself. A lot of it takes some discipline. I was actually just listening to... Good old Hal Elrod. Um, <laughs> I told CC, CC called me a couple of days ago and uh, checking on how the good old Thanksgiving break went. And, um, and we're chatting for a while, and he had gotten into listening to Hal a little bit. And I hopped in. I hadn't been on Hal's listening to one of his podcasts in a long time, man. And he was saying, you know, uh, we've had an episode prior on habits. And he was talking a lot about habits. And there's, a, I think, Harvard or somebody came out with a study that might, might actually take 60 days to make something a habit versus 30 and how it's going to mm. change your habits up and things like that. And one of the things that I've been working on the intermittent fasting, and I've been at it now for over about a month, but I'm kind of kind of teetering a little bit. On, oh! Uh, trying, trying to stay strong to the night snacks, uh, not eating them and whatnot. And I think it goes back to kind of what Craig's saying. You gotta, You can fit that in. To the time if you you know make it something that that is uh, a must in your life to do and how talks a lot about that i think and with all this stuff it comes to your mindset mm-hmm. how you view things uh you can read a book that might help you go talk to somebody but if you're kind of just sitting there in the muck it's going to be hard to get that mindset changed no i agree and i think having a schedule to a certain extent certainly helps with a lot of those things um you know for me personally 
um, going through the holidays that we just went through. You know, I've talked about in the past that in the morning I would do a rosary and then the chaplet with the kids. I have about 50 minutes in the car. So for me, that was something that I didn't have to get up, bring the kids and do those activities for a period of time. So some of those days I didn't do, didn't have that prayer time, didn't have the time with the kids where I was spending it on something that I enjoyed doing one and that I thought was very productive. And, you know, nothing else really, um, you know, went awry during the holidays or anything else like that. But, you know, just removing that, prayer time, that time that I was spending with the Lord and with my kids, uh, that was something that I just felt like I was getting a little bit more anxious, a little bit more unsettled, um, you know, changing that routine in my life. So that was something that I was pumped up to get back, <laughs> get back Man, on that awesome. and having that time yeah. in the car and, and uh, that realization that, you know what, no matter what's going on, I still need to figure out a way to, to work this into the mix. You guys make good points on health and spirituality. You know, we only have so much time, and I think a lot of people get so stuck in their ruts that they put so much of their life into one area that their health fails or their, their spirituality fails, their marriages fail, relationships fail. And I think finding, you know, balance in the time that God gave us is important. Making sure that if you are missing a piece of that pie, um, your life will be more fulfilled if you find a way to, to add it. You know, add the health side, add the spiritual side, the prayer, relationships, take time for date nights and... You know, little get-togethers, all those good things. And you'll have time to work. It's going to not, you know, that'll always be there. Yeah, I think another component to this is being able to say no to certain things. When either you're asked to do them or you think you need to do them, is something really a necessity? Does it need to be done now? Can it be done in a week? Could you maybe get a little better return on your time by, I don't know, spending that quiet time? I'm kind of with John, and he's talking about um, what he does in his morning routine for his prayer life. I'm I'm a little bit of the same way If it, if my mornings get a little off with, some prayer, some meditation, a little bit of journaling, stuff like that. I kind of feel maybe a little anxious. That's another way to put it. Uh, just a little off. And so I think it's being able to look at certain things in your life and saying, hey, is this something I really want to do? Is this a really good return on the time? And being able to say no. Man, it's funny you say that, Matt, because I actually bought a book. I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it um, by a guy named James Alter, A-L-T-U-C-H-E-R, and it's called The Power of No, because one little word can bring health, abundance, and happiness. And it's just kind of wild when you think, wow, I mean, what what's that about? And I think that the concept is that, um, you know, have you ever heard yourself saying yes to the wrong things? I mean, maybe it's not what you truly have time for. Or, and there's ways you can help, but and it's, a, it's, a, it's awesome to say yes to everything, but a lot of times you can say yes to too many things and actually Correct. hurt yourself. That's exactly or, what I'm Or hurt your that. family, relationships, just time-consuming obligations. And so I got this book just to kind of, because I was always kind of a pleaser growing up and, and hated to hurt people's feelings and, and just kind of, you know, would always agree to things. And so over time, having to learn to kind of say, no, I'm good with that, um, has saved me so much stress and anxiety, whether it's, hey, can you take this task and deal with it, and, you know, or be on this board or these little things. It's not really, you know, somebody needs to do it, but it's not the right time for me to do it. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. And, I, and I'm more, I'm a helper by nature and I do not like to say no. I, perfectly fine trying to please and help out and I've had to learn that too over time still something I have to work on uh, because I find too you can get spread too thin and the things you can do a bunch of stuff and do all of them just kind of halfway versus if you were doing a you know certain number of things or things like Craig was talking about early on in the podcast that you is a passion for you um, it's a lot you can give more to it and get more return from it you know I agree 100% with both of your points you know I, I think it's difficult for you know certain people have that people pleaser kind of uh, mindset and you know they 
will say automatically say yes to too many things. So, you know, that's something that you're right. You know, you'll take away from things that your family needs, you may need, uh, and just may, may take away from some of your personal enjoyment. Um, so I think it is a d- great tool to be able to say no appropriately. Um, you know, I've seen that with some of my family members. I have a sister uh, who, you know, just loves to say yes and loves to people please, <laughs> doesn't like to hurt anyone's feelings. And I think for a lot of us, that's where it's most difficult with mm-hmm. those close relationships where, you know, you do want to spend the time with them. You do want to help them out. You want to do certain things, but it can be, you know, to your detriment. And I'm- I think there's times where it's like, you know, you guys are in a bind. I'm going to be there for you. You know what I mean? Word. There's certain things that you're it's you're going to be there. But I think a lot of times there's just big obligations, big opportunities where people want you to help or take over or do. And I think, you know, that discernment process of just really praying about it, thinking about it and 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 being honest with your friend or family member about, hey, I, this isn't the right thing for me to do at this time. And, you know, and and be OK with it. You know, another angle uh, that I want to bring up real quick on the time thing is um, if there's something you're wanting to do, don't wait. Do it because you don't know if you're going to get the time back. And, Amen. And I've Amen. seen this a couple times. Uh, one, the Pope came out with something, I don't know, a few years ago. And then I've been reading this book. I wish I had the title in front of me, but it's basically about 50 lessons in life, uh, little short lessons about this lady who has uh, gone through a lot in her life, had a child young, and then got cancer, and then wound up getting, go, got married, was at the top of her life, and then got cancer, overcame it, and she writes these lessons, and one, one of the chapters was on that, and it triggered my mind to the, um, to that point of, if there's, like she says, there's an outfit you want to wear, and you're saving it for a special occasion, just wear it, um, if you, if, if you have some material, like I think about that a lot on the podcast, sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I should wait and talk about it on another episode, nope, <laughs> <laughs> talk about it now, <laughs> nice, because like normally, you know, something else is going to come along, and, and we tend to fixate on waiting for that perfect moment, that perfect opportunity to do something, so if there's something obviously within reason, uh, you don't want to just drain your whole bank account and say, hey, I might, this might be it for me, but I think it's, uh, it's important to use that time and not uh, try to save it for, you know, a rainy day or a special occasion that may never come no i agree i mean i that's something that, that i think a lot of people have regrets or maybe a little remorse uh, waiting until later in life to do certain things uh you know waiting to travel um you know talking about some of the people that cc was talking about uh, none of the people that he talked to said they wish they had worked more he, mm-hmm. you know they wish mm-hmm. that uh, they had bought another boat. They wished they had, you know, more had more time with their family, more time to do things that they felt enjoyable. So, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think you should seize the opportunities that are in front of you, and you know, don't wait for for something within reason that you can easily attain today or soon. I agree. I agree with both of y'all. I had two quotes actually. These eyes are lighting up. Man. I know I two quotes that <laughs> actually <laughs> perfectly fit up. what y'all are saying, and one was. Um, the greatest sin you can commit against your own life is to know what you want and not act. I mean, that's pretty. Love it. And then another one I heard, this was pretty empowering for me at least, because uh, sometimes I get analysis paralysis on some of these uh, technical things I want to do. This was Napoleon Hill, and it says, Those who wait for all the equipment needed before making a start never experience success, because complete equipment is seldom available in the beginning of any person's plan. And, you know, and it, the idea being that, okay, all the stars have to align in this certain situation before I can do the thing, you know, start the business, take exactly. the trip, have the money, yes. whatever. Just no one's ever going to have it already. I mean, that's not going to all line up. The people who are successful just started, even if they had 10% of what they think they needed. 
and it happens. You know, they gain something with that 10%, and then all those other resources kind of fall into place whenever it's time. Also, it's about having some faith that it's going to happen when you can't see it, you know, faith. Yes. Even in something you can't see. I think that's a pretty poignant point there. Okay, we're ready. All right, guys, I think this has been a good chat. I'm going to try to apply some of this when I roll out to the Highlands tomorrow morning Whoop, toward you know, yeah. planting some more feet. That's what I'm talking about. Um, hope you have a self-driving car. I uh, do not hope that that's in the cards for me. <laughs> <laughs> not how I want to spend my time. <laughs> uh, we are going to mutter our way over here to the good old what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. And I've been excited for this. John's been holding it in the holster for a little bit. And so we're going to flip it over. John, what you doing with this one? What way are you going with this? Well, I'm going to talk about hitting the gas. Okay. You know, we talked about a, a while back um, that I was going to take my family to Hawaii. Um, mm-hmm. We were able to take that trip, and it was something that, uh, you know, we really weren't planning on doing. Uh, it was something that uh, my cousins, the Balingis uh, in Oregon, we hadn't seen them in a couple of years. They just said, hey, come meet us in Hawaii. And I was like, okay. But, <laughs> you know, as it turned out, they had a great opportunity for prices for flights. So uh, after a little convincing, we got my wife on board. And, you know, it just turned into an amazing trip, an amazing time. My kids were champions of travel. Amazing was, from what I heard on that travel. Awesome, it was man. pretty unbelievable. So we had, you know, back-to-back, five, six, seven-hour flights um, getting over there. And we made it there, and it was just Beautiful. I mean, just Kauai Island is where they filmed a lot of the Jurassic Park movies. So as you can imagine, it was lush uh, vegetation, beautiful mountains in the background. And then you look out over the ocean. Um, We had a a great place, um, wonderful food, a lot of sushi, a lot of poke there, which I love. I got uh, Andrew to try a lot of different things over there. So kudos to him for uh, going out on a limb and stepping out of his comfort zone doing some of those things. But it was also just a funny, a funny thing. You know, a lot of different areas where we went, people were a lot more concerned, a lot more cautious about the uh, coronavirus, uh, particularly in Hawaii. But uh, one of the funny stories that happened along the way, um, you know, we had, just baptized John Lucia not long beforehand. And for those of you who are not Catholic, um, they take chrism oil and they anoint the head of the child. Uh, and it has a very unique, wonderful smell to it. So, um, you know, and that day he became a child of God. And on the flight, Matthew kept trying to, my five-year-old kept trying to talk to everybody on the plane. And, you know, some people were open to that some people were you could visibly see that they were scared you know to have closer interactions which he's will jump on them talk to them whatever they will whatever uh, kind of comfort they will allow he'll he'll, he'll get in that space so sounds just like his dad one That's of the funny awesome. things that happened along the trip was uh you know he told this to at least a half a dozen people uh he would say hey guess what i'm a child of god smell my hair <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, he was still thinking he had some chrism oil on his head. That <laughs> he was trying funny. to share it with all these. No one actually took him up on the offer and smelled <laughs> the hair, <laughs> but they did get some interesting, very interesting looks. So That's we were able to hit story. the gas. 
take that trip. It was a seize that uh, opportunity with your time, man. Absolutely, and oh, it was a great awesome. use. We, it was one of the best trips we've ever had. And you know what? I want, I think one of the reasons it went out so well was that rental car experience that you had. That's true. It was you know, beautiful, we, from what I heard. Yeah, it was great. We used the Toro app, and uh, a lot of skepticism on his part, and he hopped in and had a gift basket waiting yeah. for him. Yeah, went out on limb on that too, and uh, that worked great. Everything was 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 fine. Couldn't have asked for a better trip. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If uh, you get a chance to let us know how you spend your time or some things that are very useful in that, we would appreciate it. And also, if you get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Till next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?